And we're on. Happy Monday, guys. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. That was a run. I know, that's from uh <laughs> We're getting better every week. She's the man. Illyria. Oh, <laughs> to Illyria. And she's like, <gasps> trying to get her dancer bandage out. What? Um, anybody who watches She's the Man. I oh, she's the man when she's dressing yeah. the boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, happy Monday, everyone. Hello. This is another episode of... Bitch, I'm not a therapist. Um, today we're going to be talking about some serious shit. Went from happy Monday to sad. Yeah. <laughs> Here to destroy your lives. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about anxiety and depression. Hooray. In the most happy way possible. Yeah. Um, something that we all deal with day to day. If you haven't dealt with it. Get in on Thank it. Thank God. No, get kidding. in on it. Get in on this trend. No. Fuck. We're already saying stupid shit. Um, so, that was my bad. Yeah, so basically, we're just going to talk about anxiety, depression. Um, we're going to talk about our experiences with it, mm-hmm. what we've gone through, um, realizing the differences between a chemical imbalance and being sad. Yeah. Um, and then the importance of mental health, asking for help. Um, and how we coped, how, how one should cope and dealing with it day to day and how it affects your mental, emotional and physical self. Um, we're not doctors, but we've both gone through depression and anxiety. Um, so if you think you're alone out there, you're definitely not. Nope. Um, so many, so many people have gone through this, so we're going to get into it and, uh, we're just going to start with the taboo. The topic. taboo around depression. Yes, yeah, and how it's an uncomfortable, it's an uncomfortable conversation. It's an uncomfortable thing to talk about with people around you, friends, family. Mm-hmm. I find that sometimes it's easier to talk to random strangers that you don't even know. Yeah, I've noticed that too. You know, yeah. you think when we were like a bartender and you become your own, they become like therapists for people at yeah. bars. Yeah, yeah. Because people will be drunk and then they'll just spew out their lives. Exactly. There was like, a customer the other day who kept saying he was going to jump off the bridge when he turned 45. Oh my God. And I was like, is this my moment? What's, how old are you now? Is this my now? moment to be a therapist for you? <laughs> no, I think he was like 30 something and he was saying that, you know, everything goes downhill after that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm only two years away. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then also there's, um, there's people that kind of make you feel bad or like a victim. Mm-hmm. Victim like, blaming. Yeah, like not just blaming, but I feel like sometimes you can tell someone that you're going through something, and then they look at you differently. Yeah, like I you're think, fragile. Yeah, and I think that's why most people have problems probably talking about it. I feel like only recently, like in recent years, depression, anxiety, and like let's talk about mental health and all these like ads and stuff have been very like, it's very new. Yeah, which is weird because depression and, and anxiety have been around forever. Yeah, it's like it's. I feel like it's part of the human condition, maybe. It is, and I feel like a lot of influencers and celebrities coming out to talk about things that are normal to talk about, mm-hmm. I will say kind of, I would say it affected some people, you know, and then you have yeah. TikTok yeah. and things like platforms like that where people are coming out about their struggles and, you know, like it's it's kind of becoming a trend talking about what you're going through, yeah. you know? Being and, there for each other to talk about these things. Yeah, and I think... Um, going through stuff like that for for me it could be i was confronted immediately with you have a chemical imbalance and you need to go on pills 
And for me, I I knew that I was going through something really tough and really sad and really hard, but I did not think that that was going to be the thing that was going to fix me. I personally didn't think that I need to go on antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds. Um, I know a lot of people that have been on them. Same. But um, I think there's a difference between realizing, and this sometimes you can't even figure out until you've got professional help, Yeah, is realizing if you have a chemical imbalance or this is something that you can deal with with a certain amount of emotional support that's i guess depending if the depression was brought upon a catastrophic event or a traumatizing event versus if it was something that you were predisposed to yeah because of chemical imbalances in your brain um i just feel like there's so much taboo around depression anxiety because i think it people look at it people some people still look at it like a a a form of weakness Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you if you're depressed, if you have anxiety, if you can't control your emotions, because I feel like there's so much value that society puts on people who can control their emotions. Yeah. And I think with like even social media, it's like people put on their put out their best face on their social media platforms. No one, I mean, some people do, but most people aren't posting about themselves being upset and crying. They're posting about the great things in their life when in reality they're dealing with struggles just like the rest of us. Right? Yeah. So we get stuck into these, like, everyone else is happy, so it makes you feel even worse. Because mm-hmm. you're like, am I just weird? Am I, like, alone or a pariah? Yeah. You almost get, like, hyper paranoia mm-hmm. and um, very introspective. Yeah. Just, like, constantly thinking that certain things are wrong with you or people are fixating on, like, that one insecurity that you have. And really mm-hmm. nobody in the room is seeing it except for you. And yeah. you think that not just one person is seeing it, but the entire room is. Yeah. Yeah. Which freaks you out and kind of has into play social anxiety yeah i had social anxiety for a while because of that yeah i I know i definitely did too growing up like it was difficult for me to go up to like a counter and order something really yeah like when i was like younger and my my mom would force me to go to like like say mcdonald's or tim hortons yeah be like you order it and i was like like the biggest (laughs) salt in my throat being like can't hear you and they just they're like you wanted a cheeseburger and you didn't but yeah you're, but you're you just say like, yes. yes you're like fine i'll eat it i'm a vegetarian but sure yeah. you know what that's kind of me at, at restaurants sometimes they'll be like i'll be like this is so bad and then they'll come over and be like how's everything tasting i'll be like oh my god it's amazing thank you so much yeah, you ask people that and they haven't even taken a bite and they're like it's great and you're like, yeah Don't lie to me yeah it's like just tell me the truth it's fine yeah. you haven't even tried it yet yeah but like those are a lot of taboo topics those are a lot of um reasons why depression anxiety is a taboo topic yeah nobody wants to nobody wants to be the weak one in the room yeah. but really in my opinion if you're comfortable enough to talk about what you're going through and share an experience with someone mm-hmm. um it's it's one of the strongest things that you can do being able to be transparent like that yeah and being vulnerable yeah right you're willing to be vulnerable with people to the point where you know that you could be judged maybe incorrectly by people. Yeah. But I don't think it's easy for people to express their true demons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they'd rather keep them down. I know I've always been like that where I'm just like, just going to shove it down there as far as I can. Yeah. And so I realized that that's not the way to deal with it. Like, I don't know. I feel like, because there is a difference obviously between, like we said, chemical imbalance and being like sad. Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's depression and anxiety gets brought upon through a traumatizing event yeah or sometimes you're just predisposed to it yeah which is i mean like both are not bad things it doesn't make you weak i think 
we all deal with it mm-hmm. at some level or some extent. Um, I mean, we'll get to the poll results later, but already looking at the results now, it's clearly a common theme amongst the majority of people that have responded. Yeah. But, um, I mean, what do you think can cause depression and anxiety? God, I mean... I mean, they're two different things. Depression and anxiety are two different things. Yeah. I mean, um, financial. Financial situations. Financial situations. Um... That definitely gives me anxiety sometimes. Yeah, that gives like me anxiety. Worried about money. Yeah, worried about money. Um, certain relationships with your family and friends and partners in your life that yeah. could be tarnished. Traumatic experience. Um, somebody's going someone. through something. Yeah, losing so- through someone. Um, or the fear of losing someone. Yeah, literally. Because um, I mean, I know people that have like crippling anxiety. Yeah. Where they have to like walk away. Mm-hmm. And. I've never dealt with anxiety to that point where I'm like yeah. trying to like remove myself. But like I've had moments of anxiety, severe anxiety, where I'm just like, oh God, I'm yeah. the world's closing in on me. Yeah. This is one that I think a lot of people don't kind of realize. But when you come back from traveling, there's a travel oh. high when you come back. You know, yeah. there's the, it, what is it called? The travel come down or it's like a come down or a low. Yeah, or there's a the, low when you Yeah, there's back. something. But, but like I definitely got that when I came back from Australia. 100%. Yeah. And I have some people in my life that have had some low lows where they just n- n- don't do anything for months because they're so sad. It's anxious. weird. I did that too when I was traveling. It's funny because towards the end of my trip, I was like, I want to go home. But then the minute I got home, I was like, fuck, I want to be back. Yeah. I was annoyed about because when you're back home, it's like mundane. Yeah. You're back to your regular life as opposed to when you're traveling and everything is new every day. Yeah. Right? So you're at this high all, all the, time. the time. And then you're trying to chase it and then you get back and you're like, yeah. damn. Because remember, every time I came back, I wanted to leave right away. Yeah. Literally. But obviously, I was a broke-ass bitch, so I couldn't do it Yeah, I, I know. You come back, you're broke, you need to work, you need yeah. to like see all your friends, but then everybody's asking you all these things like, oh, how was your trip? How was this? How was that? And you, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I can't, I like, I don't want to talk about it because I can't live it anymore, so just stop <laughs> asking me. <laughs> it's over. Maybe, yeah. Check it's over. Instagram Get posts. over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want like a real story comment and maybe you'll get a response comment, yeah. and... talk about it later. yeah <laughs> but um i feel like a lot of people don't think that that could be a potential thing oh yeah like it, i think it's caused by a multitude of things. school school work work yeah your friends a fight abuse yeah yeah trauma, trauma. childhood trauma ptsd there's so many things there's a I, lot of things yeah i honestly think anything could trigger anxiety and depression for someone it yeah. just depends on the person and it doesn't matter how strong you think you are yeah it that's could've... why like mental health that's why it's so important mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of people will put like a lot of effort into their like physical health for example right yeah. but then they'll neglect their mental health and it's like you look great mm-hmm. but do you feel great yeah they're two very different things and i feel like the long road your mental health is going to what's going to hinder your growth mm-hmm. or assist your growth i guess so yeah. to speak and with that it kind of comes into the importance of asking for help yeah. and nixing that voice inside your head that is telling you that you're a shit person mm-hmm. that you're going nowhere that you have nothing going for you that there you can't lean on anyone you're a burden to those around you yeah which and i feel like we've all had that voice in our minds at one point or another whether you're depressed or anxious or not yeah and um i think it's just like 
getting past that and kind of taking a step back or to get a different perspective when there's that moment of freedom for you. Yeah. You know, like it could be right in the morning where you have 10 minutes where you forget that you're sad and everything in life is wrong and Mm -hmm. burdening you. But when you have that 10 minutes, that's kind of like your time to realize, okay, I'm not a burden and this is the person that I feel comfortable going to about this. Whether it's a therapist, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your best friend, your cousin, a coworker. Like realistically, telling somebody how you're feeling, it's, it's never, it should never be a burden. Yeah. And if you're telling somebody that you really trust with multiple things in your life, they're never going to see you as a burden. I would never ever, for my friends, I would never make them feel like it's a burden for them to come out no. about their feelings. And maybe it's easier in that sense because like, I think experiencing depression, anxiety makes yeah. it, you're more self-aware to assist other people. Because you know exactly what it feels like. I find that I think the people that don't know how to respond and the people that maybe like will treat you like you're a burden are Mm -hmm. the ones that maybe have never experienced it. Yeah. So they all only just think, well, you're just sad. Because I know that I've before I dealt with depression, anxiety, I was dating someone who had severe depression. Like I'm talking like severe depression. You had no idea how to deal with it. I had no idea how to deal with it. You know what? Me too. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I I honestly thought they were just sad. I thought there were times where I was kind of like, to be honest, I was not mean, but like I wasn't dealing with it in a healthy way that helped them. Yeah. And like it, looking back now, I feel like I feel really bad for that Mm -hmm. aspect of how I, how I reacted and responded to it. But People grow, people change. And, you know, I've definitely grown to be more self-aware on how to approach someone who's dealing with mental health problems. I don't know. Have you ever actually reached out for help? Like yeah. Like you were dealing? Um, unwillingly. Okay. Unwillingly. Like unwillingly. Like it just kind of happened because I was kind of at my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had no choice. But we'll get into that a little bit later with yeah. like our stories and everything. But um. Like, thinking about that, that's a really good point if you haven't gone through it and you Mm. haven't personally experienced it. Like, I find myself in situations, if I've never been in them, I'll freeze or I just won't know how to act because I don't know how to to cope with that situation. So I don't know how to help somebody else unless it's like almost like a mirroring effect for me. I can do it for you if it's happened to me, but I'm really going to struggle and become a little anxious myself because I don't know how to properly help you. Yeah. As much as I would want to. And I'm kind of, as a person who's helping someone cope with something, I'm also scared asking what their needs are. Right. Or saying the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. Saying the wrong thing. And I remember, I think one of the people I was with, we both were depressed. So at the same time. So it was him first and I had never been depressed. So I didn't know how to cope. I had no idea what I was doing. This was a complete out of territory for me. I was just trying to do things that I knew made him happy or things that made me happy so like those are the only things but i could not do the coping Mm -hmm. and then and then he stopped and then i became depressed and i think it was kind of hot potato yeah it was i think because i became depressed it was kind of like i was probably already in that state mentally a little bit just a lot of anxiety was this in a relationship yeah and then um yeah and then um when he hopped out of it it kind of gave me the freedom to like be like okay he's okay so i can be like this now that's kind of how it Uh, yeah that's kind of how hamster wheel yeah that's bad that's toxic yeah it was really bad and it was completely unintentional but that was by far the lowest of lows and um and he had gone through it so his coping mechanisms were a little bit better but then once i had gotten out of that my coping mechanisms got much better for those around me because Mm -hmm. i had been in it 
Okay. So it was easier for me to identify. But yeah, I, I just remembered that. Like talking about this, it's very interesting. Like it gets your brain going. Yeah. About those times. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, <coughs> or me. Did you have find it? Have did you willingly ask for help, or did you kind no. of just keep it to yourself the whole time? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> quick no. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I remember in the moment, I think I didn't want to admit that maybe I was depressed. Yeah. I thought maybe I was just like, I'm just sad right mm-hmm. now. But then when it was a daily thing, when it became a daily struggle and certain things that I could normally do, I couldn't do anymore. That's when I started to realize, okay, maybe this is a deeper problem. And I think I did reach out to my mom and dad and like mention that I'm, I think I might be depressed. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I know that I brought it up to friends, but not in a way that allowed for them to give me help. Yeah. I feel like I kind of like put it out there and then Took sucked it back, it back in kind of Were thing. you kind of <clears throat> hoping that they would identify what you needed? And help you unwillingly or were you kind of like you didn't have that expectation? I think it was, but I also think it was because I I always find like I like I'm good at giving advice, I think sometimes mm-hmm. and helping friends, but I feel like at a detriment to myself where I put my own in the past, where I would put my own like needs to the side and my own like yeah. hardships. Cause like growing up there was always my older sibling, something terrible was going on, so like I kept my shit to myself because yeah. I was like my stuff my, isn't yeah, as crazy. I was like, my parents are dealing with this shit. I don't want to add more shit. Mm-hmm. Even though that was completely toxic, because then it just ended up bottling up to yeah. the point where it would blow up. To is it a volcano? To a wow, full, full we are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of eruptions that have happened in my childhood. It was Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. I'm talking like spews of lava depression all over yeah. the place. To the point where I was like, this. I'm not a fun person to be around. And yeah. I know that I... I should have reached out for help. And I, I, like I went to, I saw a therapist. Oh, did you? Yeah. I How went old to, were you? Uh, I actually went on my own without my parents knowing. That was provided through it, school? For free. Or? They was, there was these like free therapy, like, de, like, like rec center thing. one? Yeah. Kind of like that where like you could go and like talk to someone for an hour. And I yeah. remember like I went a couple times and I just like talked and I found that like by talking about it, it made me feel a little better because uh-huh. I was talking to someone that was neutral yeah. and not personally involved in w- maybe why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Yeah. But like I definitely did not reach out as much as I should have. And so, oh, you didn't. But because I, I felt I felt isolated. Yeah. I felt that I was in this struggle alone because I was like, it's, I don't want to burden anyone else with my problem. Mm-hmm. Were you in a relationship when this happened? With, at the peak of my depression? Yeah, I was. Yeah. That this was my last relationship, ah. which we'll get into after. But that was when the peak of that depression kind of like set in, and then it kind of b- built up with the other things from mm-hmm. like childhood stuff that just kind of like, poof, like a big ass earthquake, just kind of like yeah. overwhelmed me all at once. Because you know, when, once like one thing makes you sad, it just spirals. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh my god, like everything. Yeah. It's like a falling it. rock going down a mountain, just yeah. shooting everything out in its yeah. place. <laughs> It's like boom, boom. Hitting everything. Re- releasing other rocks. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, it's a full-blown rock Everything's slide. Everything's cracking. <laughs> it's a rock slide. Cars demolished. <laughs> it's game over. Women and children screaming <laughs> yeah. everywhere. No, no survivors. No. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a downward spiral of shit. Have you been depressed more than once? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What ages? Uh, I think, firstly, when I was like, maybe four. 14, 15. Oh, geez. It was like really early. And then I think it lastly was like a couple years ago. 
mm-hmm. was when it was like a major depression. Like that was the worst. Like in the beginning when I was younger, it was kind of like here and there feeling. Yeah. But like I know I would classify myself as having I was being depressed like a couple more years recently. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I still sig- have these days where I'm like I hate my life. Were there significant differences between the two? Yes, because the first one it was more just like. I would say it was not as bad. It was more manageable. Yeah. Because I didn't fully understand it. But the second time it hit me, it was very difficult to manage. Mm-hmm. And it led me to dark places. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> We're laughing, like, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> I la- like, I'm laughing because I hate place. silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's what makes us go, woo! Yeah, well, whatever. Woo, I did that. Oops. <laughs> Fell into a dark rabbit hole. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. There was um, no wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about... Tell me about when you tell me tell me from beginning to end with your depression. What age were you? What God. happened? <laughs> Do you know specific things that like got you there? What were your triggers? Tell uh, me everything. Um, when I well, when I was younger, originally it had a lot to do with feeling like I wasn't enough mm-hmm. because I was. Oh, I feel like when growing up, I was kind of like in the. Classic I felt like I was child the, syndrome. Maybe, mm-hmm. but also my older siblings were. A, problem a lot they yeah. were a lot and yeah. they were a, they were a big problem and cause of like stress because of the decisions that they were making and then yeah. the stress that I was putting my parents through and then inadvertently not feeling like i was being necessarily watched over by my parents yeah because i was like i'm like i'm i'm fine their idea was like he's fine he's on the back burner like don't worry about him yeah but i feel like it inadvertently affected me to the point where i was like okay i'm not good enough for the full attention and then when my younger brother was born like both my parents, like my mom quit her job and yeah. she like was like focused on him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was kind of like feeling like, okay, like. You're doing all these sacrifices. Yeah. For, my, for yeah. the younger one that I felt like it wasn't made for, it doesn't done for me. But yeah. like, again, I don't have like hard feelings in that sense for my parents because it is what it is and that's just how it was. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I still had, a good, I still had a good childhood. So yeah. There's bad parts, but you know, everyone has bad parts. Yeah. But, that one aside, the most recent one mm-hmm. was definitely brought up with the relationship I was in and how it was emotionally draining, emotionally abusive, I would say, yeah. and just exhausting where like I would I would have to, I would lie in bed awake and like I would have to tell myself to get up. Yeah. And I would sit there sometimes like if I didn't have to work, I'd be like lying in the bed till like 2 p.m., yeah. 3 p.m. and I'd be like get up get up mm-hmm. and i have to will myself to get up because i didn't want to get up yeah that's and like sometimes the hardest thing to do is get out yeah. of bed like that it was it was bad like to the point where i was definitely um in states of mind that i didn't think i could get to mm-hmm. and i did things which i regret that i attempted yeah 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 <laughs> I got, there was a, there was a, like, I, I forgot why it happened. Oh yeah. So like with my ex, there was a moment where like, it was getting really like, it was, it was already toxic, but it was getting like to the point of bad toxicity where I was so upset that I felt like I was just, I was a burden. I was worthless. This is what I deserved. I wasn't worthy of love in like that healthy way. Yeah. And like led me to attempting suicide one time yeah where i you know attempted well i attempted i swallowed a shit ton of pills yeah and thankfully nothing happened except a really bad headache for four days (laughs) but um i yeah i i 
got to that point where yeah. I was, I was like, Just oh shit, it. I actually, I, I, it took me a while. I was more mad at myself that I was willing to push myself to that limit over what someone had said about me or said yeah. to me and made me feel. But you already thought that you didn't really have any value to this life. Yes. Yeah. And it led me to that dark place, which yeah. I unfortunately got to. Yeah. That's... And thankfully survived it, but yeah, it got me to a bad place. Was that a trigger, hearing, having someone say something to you that you didn't, you didn't like, or something that you've already, like, something that you probably were already thinking in your head? I was already thinking in my head because it was just, the relationship was so much around, like, alcohol and drugs and yeah. fighting and blah, blah, blah. Which doesn't help with that Weed, constant smoking, and it was just like, I was medicating myself to... Numb numb the pain and to feel okay in this relationship and i don't know why like i still look back and i'm like you're so stupid like why did you not like jump ship when you were already feeling like that but i felt so isolated where i was like i have no escape Mm -hmm. and this is some for some reason i had so such low self-esteem that i felt like i deserved it yeah and like that's why i say like when people are in these kind of relationships it's it's easy to point the finger and be like, you can just jump out. But when you're in it, it's difficult it's to get very, out. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Like because your brain, you're brainwashed essentially into this, like, this is how you f- should feel and this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I felt so, I felt like if I had left it in the time, then that I was like proving everyone, like, we told you so. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'll just stick out, stick it out and it'll get better. But it never got better. Yeah. I feel like it's, worse. being in that state is almost like being frozen in time. Yeah. It's just, it's, you're going to feel time that way. Time doesn't move. Or it's just like a constant circle over yeah. and over and over again. Just like a bad cycle. Did you ask for, when you brought it out to your parents, was it after or before you tried? When I told them I was depressed? Yeah. I told them before and because I attempted it at home in mm-hmm. the bathroom. And did someone find you? You just kind of woke up and you were like, fuck. I woke up on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. But no one found me. It was the, and just the, it sounds funny now, but like my mom was like, did you drop something last night? Uh. <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't drop anything, but the drop was me falling to yeah, the ground. Yeah, just I my body. Out yeah. I passed out from all the pills I had taken. And, uh, but they, like, I actually told my mom about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Bracing which, her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which made her <clears throat> visibly upset mm-hmm. that I had gone into that point in my life, and because she was not aware of it. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I, telling her about it was it somewhat liberating because I've been holding on to it for a while, and I mm-hmm. haven't. That's not something like I don't even know if I've ever told you that. You told me. You told me very recently. Oh right, I did. Yeah, just because we were talking about this right, in we general. Were talking about yeah, this. but this is something that I don't think I, I'm sure most people listening. No, don't know that. Yeah, that this had happened because nobody really talks about this. No, and nobody wants to admit that they've tried to take and take their life. Yeah, it's not. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's also yeah, it's yeah. For me, it's embarrassing. Also, like even reading my journal, like my I have my journal out here, and it's my depression journal that I used to write in because I used to write when I was a sad, and you were like, "Are you okay? Do you need a hug?" I'm like, "It's fine. It was five years ago." It was four or five years ago now. Yeah. Here's a delayed, like happy belated birthday hug. (laughs) Oh God. What about you? Um. How about you? What was your? I want to know about your. Well, mine was very. There was like a lot. I think that there was a lot of factors that happened into it. So Mm -hmm. basically, I came back from traveling. So I kind of had this like travel low. I was also broke. So I was financially unstable. Um, I was pretty. I was nineteen or. 
no, I was 20, mm-hmm. 20 when I got super depressed. And, um, and I was working at a job really close, like right down the street, like 6am starts. It was very super, it was like at a deli cafe. So I was like a barista and making sandwiches and shit. Um, and then my, one of my best friends got cancer and then I was in a very toxic relationship. So it was just all of these factors that were kind of in my life that I think kind of put me through it. Um, also, the person I was seeing had um, a bunch of health things going on, which kind of made me anxious on top of my friend. So that didn't help um, with with me. And I, I'm the type of person that always wants to put my stuff aside in order to help them and if I can't then I just feel like an awful person Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of just this thing where I was putting so much of myself on the back burner that I like we were just talking about mental health and mental and taking care of yourself there was no self-care for myself whatsoever Mm -hmm. um so there was that and I yeah I basically I also started school for the first time I took a year off because I went traveling and then um so that was brand new and I was very anxious about that. I'm not, I, I, I have to work at school in order to succeed. It's not something that I'm yeah, great no. at. And so I got a lot of anxiety with that. Um, and so basically I just, yeah, I, I just noticed myself being sad all the time, crying probably four to six nights a week um, in the mornings, in the nighttime, um, just like being so numb. I remember there was one day I left, um, my ex's house to go to work and I was just gonna walk to work and I uh it was raining and I literally I think I got 10 minutes out out from the house and I just stood in the rain and started bawling my eyes out and I was out there for 45 minutes just crying on this rock because I just felt like what the hell am I doing like I'm worthless I'm so sad all the time there's no good to come out of my life like absolutely nothing Um, and then I got, had anxiety attacks. I want to say maybe three to five times a week. It was like so heavy. And that's when I started feeling that feeling of if anyone's ever felt a panic attack or an anxiety attack, you get this certain, like, at least for me, there's pins and needles Mm -hmm. throughout your whole body. And then, um, like this hyperventilating where you can't control your breathing. And even if you're trying, it almost gets worse. And then um, everything starts to kind of get a little bit dark. Like there's like this ozone of darkness around you. And it kind of feels like it's all closing in Mm -hmm. to the point where you think that you're going to pass out. That was kind of how that was that those were my panic attacks, which sucked. Um, So, yeah, the crying. I'm I'm not a person that cries easily. And I'm also not a person that cries a lot. And at that point, I was crying all the time. So that was huge. Um, And there was the, the day I kind of finally decided to bring it to light it was just kind of like a hit rock bottom and I couldn't really I was skipping I probably went to maybe 20% of my classes that year to the point where I had to message all my professors at the end of the year and tell them what was going on with me that I had some mental health issues and um that I didn't really know how to cope or deal with it at the moment which was very not easy to do and one of my professors was amazing all of them were really great and understanding they basically let me have an extension and do all my stuff by the end of the year they all gave me a deadline to do specific things and they were so great and then one of them pulled me into his office and told me his own experience at like UBC and that kind of helped me feel like holy shit this happens to more students than I thought it did and then um but yeah I basically I went to a psychology class and I 
was crying silently in the class. I was just there for because I was barely passing that year because mm-hmm. um, I didn't go to school. So I just went for attendance and I tried to make it through the whole class and I couldn't. So I left halfway through and I went home and there was a family dinner because my sister had come home from L.A. Uh, and I was late to it. And um, so there was no room at the table. So I just kind of made my own plate and sat on the couch. This is like a very significant day for me. <laughs> and um, so then I went on the couch. I'm eating my food, barely eating because I barely ate. And my grandpa came up to me and he was like, hey, kiddo, like, are you OK? Because I guess he saw my face. And when someone asks you if you're OK, it's either, it's like a make or break situation. Yeah, automatic tears. Yeah. And I just like broke down and my whole family just started like whipped around and looked at me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then he was like, OK, let's go downstairs. So I went downstairs and I think my older sister came down as well. They were like asking me about it and I just started talking to them about what was going on and like how I was just so sad and like I don't know why I'm so sad. Just, you know, like telling them that I was depressed and super anxious. And the only person that had known that was my ex. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had gotten so bad that I finally told my grandpa. And then my whole family eventually ended up finding out after that. And then... um, yeah, and then me and my mom had to talk about it after because everybody left and it was kind of just me and her and that did not go very well either. She's, she said some stuff that hurt me um, mm. more than helped me. And then, yeah, and then it was kind of just this wave that I was riding. Um, still, I think it lasted probably like a whole year and a half. Yeah. Like it was not short. It's never short. No. But it's yeah. Ongoing. I would have, I would wake up in the morning and I would have no energy or mental strength to get out of bed. I call in sick all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell any of my friends really. Um, not that I needed to. Most of them noticed, to be completely honest. Or at least my very close circle noticed. Um, my best friend was like, you're not the same person. And that was very evident. Yeah. And yeah, I think I only told two of my best friends that when I was drunk not when I was sober that I was like actually depressed and I wouldn't go out and I'm like an extrovert I love talking to people and I love going out and I stayed home all the time at like the age of 20 which is kind of when everyone's going clubbing and having fun and you know like I was kind of like the grandma that like sat in um and so yeah and also being in the relationship I was in, it was, there was a lot of support, but there was also some stuff that was knocking me down just as much. Um, so yeah, it was very tough. It was a rough, and then got to the point where I also contemplated taking my life. Um, and that was with a bus. A bus? Yeah. There was a bus stop down the street from my house that I used to take all the time. And I remember it was just passing the stoplight which if the bus is stopping at the stoplight it's like if you get to a certain place where the bus is going to stop for the stop you could easily get hit yeah so that was my oh god attempt regina george yeah pretty much like regina george (laughs) just morbid as that sounds (laughs) but yeah and then and then i just i fell back and i just like was kind of in shock that I had attempted that. And then I just walked back home. And as soon as I got into my shower, I just... Did you actually attempt it or were you thinking... No, I did. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I, like, fell back onto this um, sidewalk. And then I went home and I was in the shower and I was just bawling my eyes out. Because the shower is a great place to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Very therapeutic. Yeah. The tears and the water just kind of mesh together. Yeah. Have you you also sadly heard those, like, therapists on TikTok say... 
if you're crying in the shower, I'm a therapist and this is why you could potentially be doing that. And then it's what? like, and I'm oh, like, fuck, no. what? <laughs> What's wrong with me now? It's some bullshit. Yeah, it's like you were never hugged as an infant. And you or need you the warmth ha- of Yeah, the water. you need the warmth of the water. Yeah. Oh, and I was just like, oh my God, is that why? <laughs> From my understanding, I just never wanted to be touched as an infant. Like, you I would cry if somebody touched like me. Getting hugged. No, I don't. Oh my gosh. You do the one arm hug. I, and you're like, there's there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, or at least I don't like the group hugs. Like sometimes like no, our friend group do them. these group hugs. And like that one time I was like, I'm not emotionally stable for this. Get me out. <laughs> you were just like, oh, yeah. with your neck out. Like you were wanting to get out of yeah. it so bad. I was like, this isn't okay. It's like when you're holding a puppy and they're wanting to jump out of your arms. Yeah. That was you here just like, oh. Yeah. Hugging scares me sometimes. So you seem to have a lot of triggers. Like I feel like it was a multitude of things that were hitting you at once. Yeah. There was a multitude of things. It was like. Because also, but at the same time, all of those triggers now that I've gone through all of that, yeah. I don't think they'd be triggers for me anymore. Yeah. Because I've I've understood and I've gone through it and I've I, identified I've real, it. Yeah, I've realized what I need to do to cope, yeah. the mindset I need to be in, the people that I should talk to. Yeah. I've like identified all of those same things. So I am glad that I did have those low, I'm, I'm, I hate looking at that journal that I wrote in is mm-hmm. so bad and looking at it i'm like holy shit that's the mental state that i was in um but i'm also really happy that i did go through that low low and that i'm still here today because it's something that i can keep conquering going forward yeah. any bad days you know because everybody has bad days but also it's easier for myself to help another person if they're willing to talk to me about it it's never going to be the same experience for one person no they're all different right yeah so like with your depression and your anxiety, how in the moment did you cope with it? Oh. Like, what were your coping mechanisms? You I know, didn't like, everyone... have a good coping mechanism. <laughs> no. It wasn't. I was, um, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Basically, I'd, like, curl up in a ball, and I'd kind of rock back and forth. Fetal position? Yeah, almost. But then I would take my arm, and I'd dig my nails into it, scratch up and down oh. my forearm, till I would sometimes bleed. Okay. And I would do it on both arms. I would just constantly scratch myself until like digging my nails into my arms. And um, I would try and control my breathing, but I would never. So I kind of just hyperventilate. I'd force myself to hyperventilate even harder to see if I would pass out so that I would stop feeling so shitty oh and crying. Yeah, that was my way so of that coping. That was your way of coping? Yeah. Was I that mean, your way of coping like throughout the time? Like that was like your go-to? No, once I, once that was like Did the bad drink? way of coping. Um, no. I smoked a lot of weed. Yeah, that, that, that I know is something that people do, which yeah. does not help. That actually helped me. Really? Yeah. Like That's it, good. It was, uh, yeah. It Everyone's was, different. It was really weird. Yeah. So basically, like, I, I didn't want to rely on anything, but smoking more weed actually kind of had a factor in helping me get into a better place. Okay. Um, just because it got my mind in a different spot headspace yeah. yeah and usually when i was smoking weed i wasn't alone okay so it got me into a place where i was able to easier communicate easier uh-huh. um and yeah so that kind of helped me and then my coping mechanisms started to come into okay i need to talk to my boyfriend at the time or i need to talk to this one person um one of my friend my co-worker one of our co-workers and mutual friends um yes, I know who you're she yeah huge 
huge rock for me during mm-hmm. very, very bad times, multiple. So she was one person that really helped me through, I would say. And then um, without even knowing it, to be complete, she had no idea. Just her presence is just without great. Pain. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just identifying the people that I need to surround myself with and the mental state that I was needing to put myself in um, if I knew that it was going to be really, really bad. And uh, going for walks. Going for walks or distracting myself with a Netflix show. That was very therapeutic. So it was like those things, which weren't the most amazing ways. You know, it's not like I taught myself to meditate again, but at least I wasn't scratching my arm so much that they were. So you had some like good coping mechanisms, I guess. Like healthier ones that weren't like. Yeah, I definitely didn't turn to drinking. Smoking weed for sure. But that was a positive thing, surprisingly, Mm because I know that a lot of smoking weed for a lot of people can actually make you more depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Or bring out anxiety. Yeah. And luckily that was the opposite for me. What about you? Uh, I dealt with it in very bad ways. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Drinking? Drinking. Well, I mean, like, the thing was, is, like, I was dealing with it while with someone. Mm-hmm. And, like, the person I was with was very, like, I would say okay with, like, drinking. And I mean, like, I was okay with drinking, too. But, like, it was also, like, they did introduce me to drugs as well. Yeah. So, like... Had he ever been depressed? Yeah. Well, he was definitely depressed, I think, while we were together, too. And he just never realize the good coping mechanisms for no that. and i feel like that kind of rubbed off and that's the thing like i don't i don't blame him yeah because at the end of the day i can i'm my own person i can make my own decisions yeah but like having that as an outlet which we've talked about before opened new doors for coping mechanisms yeah and i felt like i had like i know that my mom noticed that i was drinking a lot more than i used to mm-hmm. and like the funny thing was is like i would drink and it wouldn't help it would only exacerbate the problem even more. And I almost knew that, but I couldn't help but not drink. Because, like, for me, it felt like if I was drunk or high... You cared less. I cared less, and then it felt like I was somewhat better off. Like, it was bad. Like, I would... Like, I know that there were times where I would, like, like drink to completion kind of thing, right? Yeah. Or... I have specific flashbacks of... Now you telling me, like, when it was... When you were going through it. Yeah. I remember certain messages you sent me. Oh, yeah. And you would be obliterated drunk. Yeah. And on purpose. Yeah. And that's how you wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be like that. Like, or I would smoke so much weed to the point where I couldn't feel anything anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that was, that was what, that was almost my goal. Cause like, if I couldn't feel happy and a drug could make me feel high, mm-hmm. then I would take the drug. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it, it got to points where like, I know I was doing things in excess that were dangerous there was like one particular night where i did do too much and i like nearly overdosed yeah and like that it was funny because even after that it was still not a big enough wake-up call for me yeah even though i had pushed myself to the point where i was convulsing really yeah i was like i couldn't stop my whole body was just like shaking oh my god uncontrollably and i had to tell them no we're not going to the hospital yeah because emergency contact yes yeah. and then my parents would find out and if i don't die from this they're gonna murder me yeah rehab like, something like that something mm-hmm. like that and like i know that i was definitely abusing i was okay i was definitely not abusing it where i was like buying it and doing it all the time by you were, myself like, aware of it i was aware of it and if it was there i was gonna do it yeah and i was gonna do a decent amount of it to mm-hmm. the point which I know I felt like shit. Like I was losing so much weight. I was like, my I looked skinny. Yeah. And uh, I was 
not being healthy and treating my body the right way. And because of that, it only furthered the, the depression where I was like, I can't be happy unless I have, there's, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I have to be stoned. I have to be high. I have to be drunk. That's the only way I could be content in this social setting that I'm in because I was just so angry with the, 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 the turn, the way, way I was living in my life. Yeah. And like, it freaked me out because my head, I've had people in my family who've dealt with addiction and like for me i was like oh no i don't want to go down that rabbit hole and i wouldn't say i was like addicted to drugs because yeah. i wasn't i wasn't something that i was like oh i need to do it but like if it was there yeah i'll do it yeah and like for you me, just got really comfortable with it comfortable and probably cocky yeah where i was like I would, i'm invincible yes and i would push the limits and be like oh i could do four caps or five caps yeah and like looking back now like now no i i, I can't i can't even see myself doing that things like that because yeah. i yeah grown past it but like for me coming to terms with it and also making my friends aware of it or like people i'm in a relationship with aware of it mm-hmm. is something that is important because it, it was a dark time for me and i i got out of it yeah. but like my coping mechanisms were not healthy i think i've once i got to a point of where i was like once the relationship was over and drugs were not necessarily readily available to me anymore yeah i turned to more healthier uh ways where i was going to the gym to like deal with like if i was sad i was like okay go to the gym yeah and i would work out and i would feel fine again yeah and like i switched to more healthy coping mechanisms during that during those dark days yeah (laughs) where yeah you know it was it was bad and then i realized it after the fact and i kind of switched my coping mechanisms to more healthy ways to deal with it but they were definitely unhealthy ways and in a way i'm kind of like I experienced it, so I'm like, hey, I, I did do that. I've, I've experienced a plethora of <laughs> yeah. of things to do, but like, I I'm glad that I made it out of it, and now I can like talk about it in this way that I'm not necessarily ashamed of it. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I did that. That happened. I'm yeah. not denying it. Is not going to deny the fact that it happened. Yeah. So, at least I'm self aware of it, and I know if I'm sad now, don't drink. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Like it's not gonna. It's not help. like don't smoke any weed because it's only gonna like it's a rat. It's a spiral, right? Yeah. And for me now, I don't like when I'm sad. I don't think about drinking or anything like that. Yeah. I think about drinking when I want to have fun. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> like it's switch. Like... There's a switch now. Now yeah. there's a switch where I've disassociated that, and I'm like, I know how to deal with it now versus four years ago, three years ago, I didn't. Yeah, I really um have a lot of respect for people who can who know the negatives that they're enforcing in their own lives yeah, or the bad habits um, that they have, like the people that can realize those things. And I mean, whether or not you do anything about it, just the fact that you know those are your faults. Yeah. I respect those people very much. And the ones that not just identify them, but also start to communicate about them and do something about them. That's so freaking hard. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Even saying this right now, I'm kind of embarrassed. But not really embarrassed. Yeah. I'm more like just like, oh shit! I, I like right now. I'm like, oh fuck! I just said all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you know what? I know that I'm not the only person that's probably done stupid things like that. Yeah. And I feel like to people that have done it, mm-hmm. you're not alone. You, you're not weak for having made those decisions. We we all get to dark places. And yeah. It's like. It's inevitable. 
Yeah. People cope differently. And yeah. unfortunately, that was one way in which I coped. Yeah. And it wasn't healthy. Did you morph into better coping mechanisms or was it just kind of like bad, bad, bad most of it? It was bad, bad, bad during it. Yeah. And when I <laughs> yeah. got out of it, it was better. It yeah. got better coping mechanisms. But I'm sure like there was still times where I was like, oh, let's do this. And I probably didn't need to, but I did anyway. But yeah. like, like if I'm like the person I am now, mm-hmm. and even in the last year, I know that I haven't gone to those me- cope, bad coping mechanisms to yeah. deal with sad moments yeah i forgot so also i should say when i was extremely depressed i was also on birth control which heavily in my opinion also impacted why i was so freaking depressed as a woman there are so many factors hormonal i've heard about that oh my gosh birth control i will say has affected so many people whenever somebody tells me they're on birth control that's kind of the one thing i say say just monitor how you're feeling and like if you start to get sad Mm -hmm. tell somebody or tell a doctor and like if you once i got off that pill three months later i was way way better like way better that could have affected your yeah it could have heavily like as much as i want to say all these outside factors yes i want to say they for sure were a reason but i left out birth control and and god the shit women have to put in their bodies it's so you should your body's not prepared to put that many foreign things inside you you know Mm. you have iud's you're literally putting a foreign metal like copper something like that in your body yeah iud yeah it's like a foreign metal in your body it's a metal. I I don't know what an IUD is. It's okay. Well, so I know what it. I, I no, I don't. It's basically it's <laughs> it's basically something that you put in your uterus, uterus, cervix, uterus. Yeah. Vagina. Vagina. Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this is like the cortisone all over again. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but uh, so basically, don't put soap in your vagina. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> so you put so many things in it, especially in metal. So. You basically just put it up. It hooks in your badge. So it's a type of birth control. So like, yeah. So if you like, you're it having hooks. sex with a woman, you can like sometimes feel a little poke on your dick. It's a great way if you don't want to do birth control because I'm so terrified from it Yeah. that the pill just scares the shit out of me. Yeah. So IUD is the other option, which has less hormonal factors. Um, How big is it? Uh, it's not that big. It's kind of like... It's it's shaped the way like, you're just, the way it's you're shaped your like a uterus. No, <laughs> no, it's like horns. Yeah. No, it's shaped like a uterus. So it basically it goes out like a flower like this, and then like a it's that down. big. Yeah, I mean it's not that big. It's like I mean that's you should see the box it comes in. It comes in a box this fucking <laughs> big. Box. When I went to go buy it, they're like four hundred dollars, please. I was like, what the fuck are you putting in my body? <laughs> blessed by Jesus himself, dude. It was like eight feet long. I was oh. like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this a package? How for... is that gonna go inside? It's like, is this for a rifle or something <laughs> that's going in my body? I was so confused, but yeah. And they're just like, all right, and that'll be four hundred dollars. And you're like, I have to pay four hundred dollars to put something in my body just so that I don't get pregnant? Are you fucking kidding me? This is why I think men need birth control. Take the fucking pill yourself. Snip, snip. <laughs> snip, snip. <laughs> I mean, gosh, we've all seen, uh, what's his name? Somebody got, oh, Michael Scott. Michael he Scott. got a vas- vasectomy and then he got then he a, got a, he the reverse and then he got then another he got vasectomy. <laughs> He's like, how many times snip? There's no snip and snip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just what I think about. But, but yeah, so that, I wanted to say that has a factor and anybody who's listening that's a woman, fuck, why do we have to go through all this bullshit? It doesn't help with the already day-to-day things that we have to deal with. And yeah, God, being a woman is... Yeah, and speaking of day-to-day, dealing with depression and anxiety, going through your day-to-day things, like going to work, having normal conversations with people when you can't even get out of your own head, going to school, um, being, God forbid, you're like an older sibling, you have to like take care of your siblings, or if you're a parent, you know, like just 
act, showing face when you're going through something so difficult in your mind. It's difficult. Because yeah. I remember when I was going through this, I was working at a restaurant. And yeah. like, when you're serving and you're basically, you have to come into work and be happy. Oh, God. And yeah. smile. Yeah. And I remember saying to some people. Couldn't wear a mask back then? Nope. But yeah, I think. I, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could. We, it was weird. Yeah. But, um. No, I'm thinking about like the times where I would, I remember telling people like, no, how hard it is that if you're upset and then you have to go to work and then put on a smile yeah, and pretend to be okay because you're there to make someone's experience, right? Or yeah. give someone an experience mm-hmm. and you're forcing yourself to just be like, uh-huh. when you're like, how are you? And like, great. How are you? And you're like, I'm great. Have you ever had like the sad eyes? Like you have like the smile and you're like, hi, you're, like your eyes. Oh, are I've, like- <laughs> I've definitely had, cause I know I've had customers ask me like, are you're you okay? okay? And you're yeah. like, not now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like the welling up, the red water line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the lip. <laughs> <laughs> quivering lip <laughs> it, it does definitely does happen i yeah. think that like being have, being depressed and like having anxiety definitely it negatively can affect your friendships yeah because you tend to isolate yourself because you know when you're depressed and you have those voices in your head saying you're not worth it and all this shit you will slowly just start to cut yourself off from everyone yeah. till you are alone Which so it's almost help. like it reaffirms what you are thinking in your own head. Yeah. And no one loves you. No one cares about you. All this shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I know it definitely negatively affected. Like, I I would say I lost a lot of my friendships from high school because of it. We're still friends. But, yeah. like, we... I stopped hanging out with them. They stopped asking me to hang out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they fully understood what I was going through. They knew I was not in a healthy relationship. Yeah. But they also didn't know what to do. Like, talking to them after, they were, like, telling me how they kind of felt helpless. Yeah. Because... Which was true because everything that they would say to me, they knew I wasn't going to listen. Yeah. And. Exactly. Different person now. I listen now to everything anyone tells me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do it, but I will listen to you. Yeah. It's not an easy place to be. For me, like, I would call in sick all the time to work. Yeah. And. I was covering for your ass all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, my other job. I didn't even work at Havana when I was. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well um but i didn't uh, yeah i didn't work at (laughs) oh yeah the club (laughs) no but i didn't work there um it was it was right before i worked there when i started working there that's when things started to look up for me oh yeah things very much changed when i worked at that job but uh no my other job i was calling sick all the time i remember it was my last day and my last day that i was working before i started the other job was the day where i stood outside in the rain for 35 minutes and did not go into work because I was oh. just crying <laughs> outside. And um, and she called me being like, what the fuck? Why did you not show up? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, you work in half an hour and now you're texting me this? Yeah. I was like, I'm not coming in. And um, This is your last day? This is my last shift that I was supposed to work. I mean... And I was really... But I respected my boss at the time so much. She was like, just... You don't have a lot... It's... um. She was just like one of those women who she wasn't going to take your shit, but she was always going to be there for you no matter what. She was a woman that you just could not not respect. Like she was badass. Like it was just a great person to look up to. And I remember I went in like the day after I didn't show up and I just told her like what I was going through. And I just remember she hugged me and she was like, if I had known that this could have been such a different, like you don't have to apologize for not coming in like i just wish that you told me so that i could have helped you while you were going through this i had no idea 
And the fact that that was the response she gave made me break down in tears to her. And she just started like hugging me. And she's a mom who she had a daughter a year or the same age as me. So, um, yeah, I think that like, and she had gone through stuff personally and her daughter had gone through stuff exactly like that. I was friends with her. So, um, yeah, it was, but I remember that like coming to terms to tell her that was very difficult for me and the acceptance that she gave me and the understanding she gave me was just like so unmatched to a lot of things that Mm -hmm. yeah i had experienced but especially when most people don't you're always going to be worried about how people will respond to you yeah because some people don't take it as an excuse yeah they're like oh you were sad you had a bad day well tough shit yeah like well okay that's not how to properly deal with Mm -hmm. mental health and back then i mean i was so young i had a very bad habit of if i was going to tell someone they should know how to be a certain way to me okay it was like Okay, I'm telling, I, I didn't want to tell certain people because it was like, okay, if I told you and you weren't going to react or support me the way that I wanted you to or needed you to without vocalizing my wants or needs, I just felt disappointed mm. and like not understood and disrespected. Um, and something that my, my mental knew was uh, like, I didn't have a great relationship with my dad growing up. He, he was gone when I was two and it was like this awkward co-living with your mom and dad not even living with my dad but just like getting to see him once a week for two hours or like six okay. hours something like that and so um, I didn't really rely on him emotionally and so when my mind in my mind when that was happening I immediately kind of had this thought of I just want to talk to my dad right now or I want my dad but I had no idea as to what do I want from him? What would he even do for me? Like, I have no idea what his coping or what his actions would be that would help me because I had no relation to that growing up. It was just kind of like, I want my dad. I wasn't like, I want my mom. I was like, I want my dad. And so um, when I know, whenever I had those thoughts, that's when kind of I realized that something was wrong. Kind of a little shitty to say, but that's when I realized something was wrong because I never had those thoughts of I need my dad right now mm. and that's when I also realized my family started realizing something was wrong because my dad called me while I was super depressed and it was because my mom or um, someone had reached out to him and told him that like I really wasn't doing okay mm. and that kind of was at a time where him and I did not talk I don't think we talked for about six years oh wow yeah so him doing that was like uh, it just made it just to me, it showed that my family had known, knows that what I'm going through and that they had no idea what to do. So they reached out to my dad. Yeah. So, which is kind of an interesting way to look at it for me. What What about like moving forward? Like, do you feel like you still battle with depression and anxiety? I don't. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I, I haven't had an anxiety attack since I got out of my last relationship and I haven't been depressed since... 2017 which is when that whole thing was going it was like 2016 2017 um but I do still have bad days I have days where I'm sad or I have days where I don't want to talk and I'm really anxious I had one actually this week um because you know the whole George Floyd trial was a trigger for me and um and um hearing about you know just more kids and more colored people dying every day. So um, that was a rough day for me where I didn't really know what I wanted because my entire comfort zone has changed yeah. just because I've moved 
from what I'm from the house that I've gone through so many ups and downs in and I've I'm surrounding myself with a completely different group of people normally so it's very very I didn't really know how I was going to cope here yeah and I told um yeah the person I'm seeing that and he's trying to help and I couldn't have him help because I didn't know yeah I was like I this is a completely new territory for me I'm at a new place I'm around new people this is you know like it was just very different so I wasn't sure how I was going to do it so when that happens I kind of just go silent I'm not very good at talking I'm just kind of like in my head and yeah I I personally know what I need to do and for that we're the same yeah (laughs) twins but for me I was just like I need to be quiet I need to just flop on the bed after a work day need to take a shower and get all this dirt off of me all this nasty and i was just like and i just need to go for a walk and that those are like the things that i knew that were going to be good for me so that's what i stuck to but now i can identify the bad times and i know who to talk to when it goes and our mutual friend talked to her that day which always makes me feel a little bit better like i know who i have to go to and i know um what helps me now but and i'm but i i can accept the sad days Yes. More often than I was doing before. It's fine. I I, I welcome the sad days because yeah. not every day can be good. I no. Even if it's three days in a row, three days in a row would actually kind of freak me out. By the, th- <laughs> by the third day, I'd be like, Triggered. I'd be like, fuck, it's happening again. <laughs> like, but like, I just, my mental state is just constantly, okay, Um, these are the things that potentially put you in a state. And then there's also the days where it's like, I have no idea what's wrong. This is just what's yeah. happening. Um, but it's kind of like, okay, what do I need to do in order to make myself feel a little bit better? Or I need to forgive myself and say, okay, you don't have to leave the couch today. That's totally fine because this is just what you you need. This is what your body needs. Like this is what your mental needs. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just taking a step back and getting a different perspective, I would say. Do you think you do, or do you still have those, the bad days? Depression? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God, no. I mean, I still have bad days. The thing is, I don't have like, I don't have anxiety attacks yeah. anymore. I don't, I don't, now I could firmly say that I'm not, I don't have, I'm not depressed. Mm-hmm. Obviously I have bad days, but I feel like my bad days now come from like the fact that I, I feel like in general, I give like. 110% of myself all the time. Yeah. Whether that be like at work or my friendships or my relationship. And like every now and then I think sometimes it's almost like once, not once a month, but like I would say it averages at once a month where I feel like there's just a day where I'm just mentally exhausted Yeah. because I've given so much and now I'm just drained. And like usually on those days I don't talk. Uh, My roommates notice it for sure because they can tell that I'm off. It's always annoying because like if these are those days where I'm off and I go into work, because I'm always at like a 10, mm-hmm. if I come in at a 7 or a 6, Ugh. every single person's like, are you What's okay? Wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong? We're I'm the like, same. I'm like, I'm fucking fine. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it, I could, am I allowed to have a fucking bad day? Yeah. Some or it's day, just a day where you don't want to talk. No, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just time. emotionally drained. Yeah. And though, for me, like, I, it happened a couple of days, not a couple of days ago, like a yeah, last week. Yeah. And I think it may have been because my birthday was coming up and I was just like... <laughs> yeah, I get like that too. Yeah, where yeah. I was like, hooray. And then at the same time, I was like, another, Fuck everything. another year around yeah. the sun. <laughs> what have you done, boy? <laughs> You're like, what have I done? Nothing. I went to the grocery store today. I'm going to work again tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, but like for me, for me now, like I don't feel like I... I can now embrace those sad days where yeah. I'm like... Because even like the person I'm with he told me he was like well you're not you're not 
no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. You can't be happy all the time. Yeah. And like sad days are allowed to have sad days. And it was like nice because like my ex, I feel like really didn't like help me when I was having those bad days. Mm-hmm. He was more like, I was like, I felt like I was vilified for having a bad day. Yeah. Whereas he, like the guy I'm with now, he's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad day, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Just deal with your bad day and then it'll be all over. And like, for me, that like hearing that, I was like, I internalized it more where I was like, okay, it's okay that I could be sad. I'm not being judged for being sad. Yeah. It's just a bad fucking day. And like now I don't like, I don't have bad coping mechanisms when I'm having a bad day. I just like being alone. Yeah. Like I will go, I'm, I'm known for like, I'll go downtown by myself. Yeah. Or I'll just go for a long, like five hour walk. I'm yeah. talking like. I'm just out for the day. Yeah. And for me, that's therapeutic because I'm just like, I just need my alone time because I'm always, especially working in the job that we work in where you're having to socialize talk all, all the, the time. fucking time. Yeah. It's mentally exhausting some days. And like, eventually you get to a point where you're just like, <gasps> mm-hmm. don't talk to me. I just, it's not you. It's, it's just, just, it's just, I need, I need to be space. alone right yeah. now. And to recollect myself. And then when I'm ready, I'll come back out and I'm fine. Yeah. But that's it. That's, that's the same for me. I mean, it's nice not having, not, not, feeling like i'm going down that rabbit hole yeah i can't imagine having a partner that was putting you in a mental state like that because i mean i was quite lucky my ex had been through it himself and also coped with it with people around him close people around him had also dealt with it so it wasn't like something it wasn't something that he'd been through or had to deal with before so i would say if anything he was probably the one person that helped me the most through it which I was very lucky about, as toxic as that relationship was. Yeah. Um, he was still able to help. He was very able to help and also validate my feelings. But I would say the only thing that was always a bad thing was probably that he would vocalize that he always thought that it was his fault. Ugh. Too many times to the point where I was like, it's not your fault. It's nothing to do with you. And then part of it was like, Part of it is you, but you never wanted to say it because you don't want to hurt them, but yeah. you're already hurt. So you don't want to like make other people, feel, you know, like you don't want to make them feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is you, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. And it's like, you know it's, now. yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're, it's not just you. It's just, you're one of 12 factors yeah, in this 12. whole thing. You're one yeah. of the 12 factors. <laughs> yeah. One of the stars in my show, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I think we just all have to realize that the battle continues sometimes there and for you and me, I, we were probably one of the lucky ones who it didn't pro. It's not terminal. It's kind of the war. The war ones. ended. Yeah, the war ended. Where for I know my aunt has dealt with um, heavy depression and anxiety mm-hmm. her whole life, and growing up, she was like the happiest, funniest, most fun person to be around, and she still is for me. But I know that she's dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety she's gone through a smorgasbord of trying different out meds that would help her out mm-hmm. and um and you know like it's something that she has to deal with day to day it's not easy every single day it's it's literally that saying take it one day at a time yeah that's what she has to do that's what i had to do when i went through it that's what anybody really has to do um but like there's there are people like that who it is a chemical imbalance that you have to monitor through pills and therapy and it's to 
it's, I don't like the stigma around seeing a therapist and it being something weak for you. Cause yeah, no. like at the end of the day, this is a day to day struggle and it's totally okay to have those negative feelings. And if you don't feel like you're perfect and you don't feel like nobody's, nobody's perfect. If anything, all no. of us are broken in some sort of way. Everyone's yeah. got a crack. You're all chip from fucking beauty and the beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the teacup. Always relating it back to fucking Disney. I know it's a sickness. Hey, at least I put it in my bio. I didn't think it was yeah, really gonna regularly no, like this. Really did come up regularly. I really, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everyone is Chip from Beauty and the Beast, and I'm not everyone has their Mrs. Teapot. Yeah. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Wow. But I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I just I hope that everybody listening to this understands bad days are will come and go the the feeling of not being worthy or amazing or valued or important to you or anyone that feeling goes away it does get easier if you talk about it i think talking about it is extremely important yeah and i feel like sometimes people just say oh they just say that but it really does yeah, yeah. i think it's important especially like for men Oh my god, fuck. Oh my Men god, yeah. Men have such a problem with talking about their feelings. Because yeah. Because it's like, it's weakness. But it's like, no, you need to talk to your friends. Yeah. Like, even especially guys. Like, it's like, like depression is a real issue with men. Yeah. Like, I think it's like suicide claims more men than it does women. I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for a lot of my guy friends just because I know how emasculated vocalizing it makes them feel. Yep. And it's just, it shouldn't be this is normal it is universal everybody talks about it and i feel like now there are a lot of not a lot but there's more men athletes professional athletes coming out that they're they've dealt through mental health issues Mm -hmm. they've dealt with heavy depression anxiety suicide attempts coming out as gay which is Mm -hmm. not easy for professional athletes um and i think i mean i know that there are certain guy friends that i have that have heard their mentors who are like professional athletes or guys that they just like weren't expecting to come out saying that that kind of makes it a little bit okay for them to To talk about it talk about it because of that and i hope that like this kind of happens more but people should really know like guys it's okay i i welcome a man crying yeah yeah it's not it's not i would never view them as not it's not like it's a universal emotion yeah, everyone cries. If you're if you don't cry, Crying I'm is just, healthy. I know if 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 I if I'm with a man like romantically and I find out that you actually have not cried over something important to you, You'll I think you're cry. a fucking robot. Yeah, You'll make them cry. Like break them down. <laughs> I'll don't. give you something to cry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mom used to say to me. Yeah. You you want something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> yeah, but would you say like for like I mean, do you know people that have suffered with depression? Yeah. I mean, I know I know a fair few. I don't know a lot of people. A lot of people have told me that they've been depressed or have anxiety issues, yeah. but not a lot of people have told me their stories in depth, yeah. no. which like, yeah, because I mean, nobody really wants to get into the nitty gritty. No, it's too much. Yeah. But or I mean, feel like too much for someone. Yeah. You know, or like you're going to happy hour at Cactus, you're getting a nice Bellini. Like nobody wants to go over and like talk about, oh my gosh. My yeah, that one t- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one sip in the Bellini. So this one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, I think it should be, a, a, it's also something that could potentially bring people closer. I think so. I feel yeah. like with some of like my guy friends and some of my friends in general, like 
being able to like you probably know one of the friends that i'm talking about who Mm -hmm. i can talk to for hours and hours on end and like we'll often forget what time it is and we'll talk (laughs) i've been left on the back burner many times start talking (laughs) at 9 9 p.m next thing you know it's five in the morning yeah still talking and like i think one of the reasons why like with those people that we've gotten so close is we've been able to share things that maybe we didn't think we would share with each other Mm -hmm. but inadvertently it's brought us closer into a relationship that's not just a friendship it's almost like it's family yeah because you're willing to be so vulnerable with them Mm -hmm. and in those moments of like darkness you reach out to them because that's the person you go to and yeah i know that i've reached out to this person in my my moments of being like help and they've Follow, they've come through and shown up yeah and been like i will take you and remove you from this situation and vice versa right mm-hmm. and i think it's it's like i've seen friends go through it and i've told them like as someone who has dealt with it myself it's not something that like people can not necessarily help you pull you out of a depression yeah they can support you and be there for you and see you at the other end of the tunnel kind of thing like being like you can do it because I think to, dealing with like mental health is a lot of like, it's a lot of self growth and self love and learning to almost teach your, teach your mind to think differently Yeah. about things, at least for me personally. And no, like, I agree. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a personal growth where like you have to realize that you, at the end of the day, you're not alone, but you will have to get through it through a lot of your own willpower and desire to change yourself yeah because if you're not willing to do it i it's difficult you can't help someone who's not willing to be helped no if you you don't want to save yourself it's difficult to save yeah because i mean at the end of the day you're always left with yourself that's a guarantee yeah it's never gonna be like this friend or that spouse or this like it's always gonna be you yeah you are the only you're the your future is determined by how you want yeah. want it to be at the end of the day. You yeah. are the main character in your life. Yeah, you are Harry Potter. Yeah, you are Harry. Sometimes you're Luna Lovegood. You're Wizard Harry. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you're tertiary. Yeah. You're sometimes you're Ron. Yeah. yeah, it just depends. <laughs> but you are the main character in your story. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you determine what the ne- what the page is going to be like on the, on the... Other side. Other side of the... Wait, the words on the other side of the, the page. It <laughs> sounded so smart. And I, I know you were so close. <laughs> so close. It was almost a. It was almost a chip and t- teapot, lady teapot, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I crack. lost it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think at the end of the day, we have to just understand that you know everyone's going through something. Yeah. Everyone has a struggle through that smile, through that perfect Instagram layout of my God, eating at fancy restaurants, and I'm so happy. Not everyone is like that. That's no. that's. That's the face that everyone puts out. Everybody right? shows face. No one wants to show weakness. You make it. Exactly. Fake yeah. it until you make it. But in reality, at the end of the day, like that's why I think it's important to like check on your friends. Yeah. Ask them how they're doing. If you notice changes in them, pay attention to it. Ask. Yeah. Ask. Be that person that's like not necessarily like you're prying, but like sometimes it's like sometimes when you put someone on the spot and you're like, tell me what's wrong. Like, if you do that to me, I'm not going to fucking tell you shit. No, because I, I, first off, I need to sift through all the files in my mind. I don't even know mind. what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, hey, there's something so far back that I only think hypnotherapy might be able to access. <laughs> so I'm just like, if you ask me, you're expecting an answer. Like, somebody yesterday, yesterday, one of my coworkers was like, oh, like, what's new with you? And so I, like, kind of went into it, like, as a list. I was like, well, work, move, job. I ate this yesterday. <laughs> like, like I'm going through like a list of files, but I'm like, okay, I'm not really getting into what's actually going on with yeah. me because I have to full on process it. 
because you're not even sure. No, I don't even know. Half the time, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> no, I don't like, even know where I am. I'm like, people are like, oh, and where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, bitch, I'm just trying to get through the week. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing in three weeks. I don't even know what I'm going to eat yeah, tonight. Yeah, God. I'm dating, if I date someone, they're like, so where do you see this going in like three months? And I'm like, honey, I wish I could tell you what I'm even having for breakfast tomorrow. I was like, I just, I don't know. I don't think that far ahead in life. No, I know. I don't know what's going on. I was like, I really hope I transform into that person when I can think five years from now. Yeah. But like for now, I'm just like, this is my six month goal. <laughs> yeah. And that's important too. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, just, just be supportive, <laughs> yeah. right? Be supportive. Because I feel like that's something that I definitely lacked when I was going through. I didn't have like a support system. Yeah. So it made me feel more isolated. But the reality is, is no one's alone. Yeah. We're not really alone. You have people that care about you. Mm -hmm. And it's important to reach out and, you know, try and hear from other people so that you can get their perspectives and maybe like let them be able, let them in. Yeah. Also, one thing I always try and ask my friends is um or at least the ones that i don't like see all the time because i don't really know everything that's going on in their lives is um are you happy and how's your mental health mm -hmm. those are, like the two things like i'll try and like squeeze it in at the end or like i'll just like try and squeeze it in at some point so like it like brings up the conversation but yeah i like really try my hardest to remember to ask those two questions yeah. when i'm with a friend that i'm not with constantly all the time yeah um you can't see possible changes in their behavior yeah like in a one-on-one -on -one. yeah stuff like that um so yeah i think those are important to do important questions to ask and just be kind to people yeah you never know what people are going through no like someone could lash out at you and you just like i'm one of our co-workers i had a really bad day and i lashed out at him and i was just like just stop asking me questions like that like why do you always do that and then i like walked away and then i just started bawling my eyes out and then i not only did i feel like crap about myself for lashing out like that because that is not something i would ever do to somebody that i work with but um yeah and then uh i was also feeling like crap about what i was going through so it was like this thing and then i went back and i apologized he was like i've been there so i know exactly why you did that and what but he's like it's fine i forgive you but like are you actually okay yeah and then it was like okay i was more open to talking about how i felt that's mm -hmm. it's, it's important because everyone everyone's dealing with something yeah and i think being aware and self-aware of what other people might be going through yeah also and it makes you realize you know you're not alone in that shit yeah right? at the end of the day you also should just be kind to one another for in general yeah like don't don't it's not hard don't ruin someone's day I mean, I'll razzle-dazz anyone that comes by me, but, so. like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, I'm always joking. Yeah. 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 If I make fun of you, it's because I like you. Yeah, and if I make fun of you, I'm also making fun of me, probably <laughs> in all the same breath. I'm like, you smell bad, but I smell worse. <laughs> it's, like, something like that. But should we want... get... It... Yeah. Oh. Responses? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Ooh. So we did put out a poll question today. Um... Or the other day. Yeah. It's not Monday. <laughs> it's not Monday. Well, it's Monday now. You listen to this, it's Monday, right? A few days ago. Yeah. We, a few days ago. We yeah. put out a poll question um, talking about depression and anxiety because we wanted to see how our followers feel about the same topic. Yeah. One of the first questions we asked was, have you at some point in your life struggled or dealt with depression and anxiety? 96% over almost 50 people said yes, they yeah. do. While 4% said no, which was two people oh wait <laughs> did you see who said no yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh good for you good for you good for you yeah i didn't get that um next one was do you still battle with anxiety and depression at times 39 people said yes and four 
people said no. So 91% of people said yes. 9% of people said no. Um, you're not alone. You're not alone. Everyone still does. It's a, it's a life struggle sometimes, it's, and it's, it's a it's daily like, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Daily. Next one. Have you used bad coping mechanisms? 81% said yes, which was 35 people, and 19% said no. Eight people said no. One of them's a liar. One of them's a liar? Yeah, I oh, know really? it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they didn't know what it meant. That's the thing. It's like everyone, there's, yeah, there's there's some bad Different definitions for, things. yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, they, they're thinking the worst of the worst. Yeah. But I mean, if it wasn't a healthy thing, then it, yeah, probably yeah. a bad coping mechanism. Okay, next one. Do you know someone who's battled with depression? 41 people to two people. So 95% of people said yes and 5% of people said no. Mm, yeah. It's a lot of yeses. It's a lot of See, yeses. I, what I'm getting from this is A, a lot of people are dealing with it. Yeah. A lot of people have dealt with it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people know people who are dealing with it. Yeah. And some of it can come from right inside your home. Yeah. And some of it can come from people that you've cherished and have relationships with outside of the home. Yeah. You know? Um, people you work with. Yeah. Everything like that. Next one. Have you ever thought you were all alone and you couldn't relate or talk to anyone else with. Wait, about what you're, <laughs> what you're going yeah. through. Well, I, the, the slide changed, so I became... And you're like, no! <laughs> uh, we had 76% of people said yes, while 24% said no. So, interesting. Wow. That's good that... I, I'm actually... that I'm happy that enough people said no, cause, or 10 people did say no, because that means that they did have a support system. Yeah. Which is great. Whereas... I mean, clearly a lot of people did feel like they couldn't talk to anyone about it, which is, I mean, how I felt. Yeah. I felt definitely alone and isolated. I, yeah, I felt really alone. But once I told three people, it got easier to tell more people. Yeah. So I would say there's that. Um, next one. Wow. We got a lot of responses in the time that we put this up yeah. to now. Um, so basically the last slide was, uh, what advice would you give someone going through anxiety and depression now? And I like some of these. Let's just whip all through them okay. and go through it. So um, from the beginning, one of them is uh, you really have to take time to learn self-love and acceptance to heal. No one will be there for you more than yourself. You have to want to get better for yourself first. Um, another one, talk to someone no matter what. It feels so good to let that shit out. Always, always, always talk to someone, anyone, no matter what. Never keep it inside. Analyze the way you value, respect, and think about yourself on a daily basis. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out. You'll find that you're not alone and that in itself can mean anything. And then the last one is start with the simple self-care things that you know will help nourish you like H2O or call friends. Love these. Oh, I mean, majority <laughs> trend is tell somebody, talk to someone talk. about it. You are not alone. A hundred percent. There's no 95. There's no 5%. There's no 70% that you're alone. There's a hundred percent guarantee that you are not alone. Yes. A hundred percent. I think that's what the majority of people were saying was like, talk to someone, learn for self, take time for self care. Yeah. And learn to value yourself. Yeah. Right. Which is, I think all things that are important in getting out of that tunnel. Yeah. And getting out of that dark hole, being able to, you know, the, obviously these are, when you're in the moment, these are big steps. Yeah. They're not like, oh, I could, they're so easy. Yeah. Like, I know from experience, 
sounds easy. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking easy when you're in that moment. Yeah. Referring to a Disney movie once again. It's almost like Alice in Wonderland. You're going to fall down that rabbit hole and you're going to go through a slew of bullshit and yeah. absolute hallucinating experiences that don't seem real because That's you're not true. in your right mind. Yeah. But then you're going to wake up one day and find that Dinah's all all right <laughs> and that you have to go back to the castle. <laughs> and you, oh my the God. castle's life. <laughs> 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 I will always do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make <laughs> yeah, this you trend. will. Now I'm I don't know. You pick can a do Disney it movie so quickly because I love Disney. I don't think you understand. I watch. I can name all. We can get into that later. <laughs> next time. Next time. <laughs> yeah. But well. Yeah. Any last things we should say? Um. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice it. to each other. Yeah. Pay attention to your friends. Yeah. Understand that you know what you're not alone. We've. I mean, like, for me, even talking about this, this is somewhat therapeutic. It's not, for me, it's not like a reliving a trauma. It's more like coming to terms with the dark places I've been and understanding that I'm in way better places now because I've done things to better my life. Yeah. And, you know, it's not easy. It's a fucking, you're climbing uphill and the fucking hill is made out of stainless steel and you're slipping all the way. (laughs) Yeah. And every now and then there's a groove and you can grip. Yeah. And you can get up it just a little bit. Yeah. But... Already? You? No. Okay. No. Okay. I'm good. I <laughs> okay. think I'm good. Yeah. I've said all the bullshit should I need we, to say. Should we hug it out? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on this. Still working. Yeah. On Don't touch me. Yeah. Handshake. Yeah. <laughs> Elbow bump. No. No, it's a new handshake. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> Six feet apart. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at bitch i'm not a therapist yeah link in the bio for all the platforms you can listen to our podcast on Ooh, next week there'll be a brand new episode <laughs> what's it gonna be about it's a we surprise, don't know. It's a surprise. <laughs> we don't even know okay <laughs> yeah we do no we don't um guys respond to our questions on our stories yeah. because we want your feedback we want your views we want your comments we want to know what you want here um yeah <laughs> tell your friends tell your family bring your dogs we'll see you guys next monday yeah my name's bam and my name's dylan and this is bitch, bitch i'm, I'm not, not a therapist, therapist. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Dinah. La-la-la-la. Goodbye. <laughs> Still recording. Bye. <laughs>